0: Time now for Love Talk with the three love ladies, Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinkhater, and Kathy Enderbrock. Today they're talking about making a great nation, a united nation. Stay tuned.
1: Thank you, John. This is Evelyn Davidson. We're broadcasting Love Talk today on today's Christian Talk 1120, the bridge coming out of Austin, Texas, going worldwide. In the studio with me today is our sweet friend, Miss Carrie Brinkale. Good morning, Carrie.
2: Hi, Miss Evelyn. It is so great to be with you today. What a lovely day it is here in Austin, Texas.
1: And we've got someone very special joining us.
2: Oh, yes, we do. Hello, Miss Kathy. Hi, friends.
3: It's so good to call in today. And it is a beautiful day up here in Boise, Idaho as well. So I'm looking forward to it being above 55 degrees today. How (laughs) warm is it out there in
2: Austin? I would have on um, a jacket for sure. Um, yes. If I was living in Boise.
1: <laughs> well, I have one. When you get old, you have, you know, either hot flashes or cold flashes. So I'm always prepared. But we got, we're going to talk about loving life today, Kathy, and you've done a wonderful job of helping us prepare for today. It is, you know, it is a time in Texas when God's working. And we are moving very quickly now to a, a time when all America gets on their knees and begins to pray and trust God for some of the needs we have. And uh, you know, we the one thing we are blessed with, I think, in America is we do have love leaders that are leading now by the Lord under the Lordship of Christ. And to me, uh, Kathy, that is so important. And I know that's what you want us to really dig into today and develop. And uh, I'm excited.
3: Yeah, Evelyn, you know, it just amazes me that the National Day of Prayer is just right around the corner. And on Thursday, May 4th, millions of Americans, we're not talking tens of thousands, we're talking millions of Americans from coast to coast and overseas will be coming together at over 30,000 gatherings just to seek God and to pray for our nation, and and other nations as well will be praying for our nation. Our President uh, Donald J. Trump is going to be hosting a prayer gathering at the White House, and it's such an exciting time because um, times of national prayer historically within the United States have led to periods of, of refreshing and revival for the United States. and. Um, It got me thinking about our president because, you know, as you know, our our former uh, administration, while they did not cancel the National Day of Prayer, Mm -hmm. uh, the President Obama uh, just did not go personally to the National Day of Prayer gatherings. And so Trump, President Trump, is going to be going personally to the the National Day of Prayer gathering with his family. And so it, it got me thinking, I wonder what he's going to be praying for. And he ran on this promise um, to make, he made this commitment, make America great again. Mm -hmm. And so I've been asking myself, well, what role does prayer have in making a nation great? And what is the recipe for a great nation? What does the Bible say about this today? And so we're going to be talking about the recipe for a great nation according to biblical principles and, We are going to be asking all of our listening friends to take note of these key ingredients for this recipe and on this Mm -hmm. National Day of Prayer. We're going to ask our listening friends to praise God for the ingredients that are present today in our nation and to pray to God for the ingredients that are missing today in our nation.
1: I think we're going to make a wonderful apple pie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think, Kathy, that today as as our listeners are taking note of the words that we speak here, it's important to remember that no matter if you agree with our current administration or not, if you are happy with our current administration, or if you're just angry or somewhere in between, God calls us to pray for them. And, you know, I think, you know,
3: prayer has nothing to do about politics or demographics or Socioeconomics. It is all about mm-hmm. God, and mm-hmm. um, it does it does give me comfort that um, you know past presidents and and this current president are actually going personally to these gatherings. Now, totally. you know, past administrations, I'm you know I'm I'm I, as far as a person's prayer life, that is between them and God, and and um, but I do look to get look forward to you know Americans from all. From all backgrounds, from all walks mm-hmm. of life coming together. Um, to pray and seek God for our
2: nation. Yes. Well, we
1: have a key verse that we want to start with today. Carrie, what is that?
2: Our key verse today is from the book of Isaiah, 55.6, and this is uh, from the message. If you don't have a message Bible, look it up on on your favorite uh, electronic device, because this is a great way to get the Word of God kind of spoken in in plain, plain simple words. So here's what it says in Isaiah five six. See God while he's here to be found. Pray to him while he's close at hand. Let the wicked abandon their way of life and the evil their way of thinking. Let them come back to God who's merciful. Come back to our God who is lavish with forgiveness. Oh, praise the Lord. He's lavish with forgiveness because we can... Oh, we can all use that, and we don't ever have to be ashamed or afraid to go to God and say, "Lord, I've really messed up," and uh, that's what prayer is all about. And and coming back to God, I think this is a perfect verse, Kathy. Before we get into our big message and recipe for a great nation today, Kathy, what's going on in your world? Uh, you know, I am just having so much
3: fun getting ready <laughs> for spring here in Boise, and um, and. And just kind of seeing what is happening in our nation whenever we get around the National Day of Prayer, that period, I get so excited about what God is doing in the hearts of people and, and within our leadership. Oh my goodness. And our Supreme Court, um, justice that just recently got uh, appointed, Neil Gorsuch, um, they, they just brought down this incredible ruling, um, that Islam is no longer going to be taught in our schools. And now during our previous administration, uh, some um, very key schools had been ordered to rewrite some of the history books and present Islam as a religion of peace and -hmm. and really to start indoctrinating um, our youth on this religion. And, you know, it was just heartbreaking for me because I just think, you know, Jesus Christ is... You know, he taught us to love. Jesus Christ killed nobody. Jesus Christ ordered nobody to be killed. Matter of fact, he told his disciples, hey, share the good news with everyone, but if they don't want to listen, that's okay. Just knock the dust off your feet and go on your way. Whereas Muhammad He killed hundreds of thousands, and Muhammad ordered anybody who would not convert to to Islam to be murdered, for any Christians to be murdered, for anyone who left Islam to be murdered. And yet we were twisting this truth and beginning to present Islam as a religion of peace to our youth. And it was just heartbreaking because more than anything, I just want truth to be taught in our schools. You know, the good, the bad and the ugly. And and I know that some backgrounds in Christianity, there's some things that, hey, people use Jesus name to do some pretty horrible stuff that Jesus never taught. And I, I want that to be taught in the schools because I want people to learn what happens when man creates his own version of Christ. Um, but it also breaks my heart when other religions that do not lead us to peace, as Christianity does, as uh, you know Christ sacrificed for us. It just breaks my heart when those things are presented to our children, um, and they're led to believe that they can find peace with that. So well, you know, I, I, I'm excited about that Supreme Court ruling.
1: I am too, uh, Kathy. And the, we are in a very, very special time in our nation right now as people are beginning to wake up to the fact that we are responsible for the decisions that we make. And um, we've, got, uh, we've got some really wonderful things ahead of us. You mentioned you. Uh, Carrie mentioned National Day of Prayer, who was on the phone with the governor's office yesterday, some of our friends down there, and he is so excited about this year. We're going to have Dennis um, Swanberg, who is the Minister of Encouragement Across the Nation, who was born here, actually, in Austin. And uh, it's going to be the kickoff for our new book. Uh, Kathy, you love this. Uh, I love this. Praising and Praying Across America. And we're going to have an autograph par- uh, party. The governor's going to stay at the head table and anybody who wants an autograph can go get it from him. There's just so many exciting things going on. One of the young men that's coming with Franklin Graham team who is over 10 states and one of those is, is, uh, is Texas. He is going to be talking to us about, he will be praying over, um, the, All of the things that are going to be happening in the next few, well, in in about 10 days. It's just that far away for us, for National Day of Prayer. And we're excited about that. And so, you know, as we look toward what's in the future, Franklin Graham is coming back to Texas uh, in the fall, probably September or October. We're working on a major evangelistic because uh, people need to come back to God. That's what the scripture says. Mm Mm-hmm. Let my people come back to God who is merciful, come back to our God who is lavish with forgiveness. Because we have we've strayed in this nation away from the Constitution, the Word of God, and it's time for us to wake up and see what's you know, over.
3: Evelyn, I just wanna say I was I was reading you know, I'll go through and I'll read a bunch of CNN articles and I, I love to read college research studies that have come out. And and I I have a source. It's it's a new one for me, so I haven't really checked it out, and looked into it. But it said as many as 67 percent of people living in the United States have not been presented the good news of Jesus right. Christ. Now that's pretty high percent for me to to believe. But that is what this study is is saying. And so I'm thinking, okay, well. Even if that study is, is half right, and instead of 67%, it's like 33%, that is still a huge number of, of people within our own borders who are, are struggling, who are dealing with guilt and shame, who need healing, mm-hmm. who are going down a very dark path to a very dark end, who, who need Jesus Christ. And it just really prompted me, this is good news I want to
2: share. Well, Kathy, I can't wait till we come back uh, with our next segment so we can begin to share about a recipe for a great nation. Uh, Listeners, you do not want to miss this. We'll start cooking up our ingredients here right after these messages. Hi friends,
3: this is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on Shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you need help
0: with. You know, the world has changed, and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality. And it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition? Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website TexasSEO.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position.
4: Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellis and Azar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch.
5: George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk.
0: Let's get back to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinkater, and Kathy Endebrock. Today they're talking about the making of a great nation.
2: Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. We're here at the Bridge, and you have happened upon the Love Ladies. You, we are so happy that you are with us. I am Coach Carrie Brinkader. I'm here in studio with the lovely and wonderful Miss Evelyn Davison, and we have our great friend on the line, Miss Kathy Endebrock. Today, we are talking about recipe for a great nation, friends. Whether you know Jesus or not, today is a day to listen and just um, really think about what your part can be in helping to continue to build our country into a country um, that is that is a great nation. And if you don't believe in Jesus and you've happened upon this, please stay tuned because we want you to hear the wonderful message that we have for you today of hope, of hope. So, friends, how did the National Day of Prayer begin? Well, you know, in about um, 1775, when the Continental Congress was started, they began to form a time for prayer. In 1863, which was about, you know, 100 years later, Abraham Lincoln called for such a day. Our wonderful president, um, Ronald Reagan, made it official in 1988, designating the first Thursday of each May as National Day of Prayer. And friends, we want to tell you about a lovely event that's going to be going on on Wednesday at Camp Mabry. There's a prayer event. And our friends at Chick-fil-A are providing lunch for 300 of our military and our veterans. And it's going to be just a wonderful event out there. I know um, that Miss Evelyn can't wait for that. And that's going to be out at Camp Mabry right here in Austin. So we're so thankful for that event I also wanted to say that as our nation was, was being built, Benjamin Franklin, he was one of the lone members of the founding fathers that, you know, he didn't really claim to be religious, Miss Evelyn, mm-hmm. but he definitely saw a need for prayer. Um, he saw that, you know, people from all different walks of life were, um, were finding solace in praying. And, you know, there was a lot of fighting that went on to make this nation, to to actually figure out how this nation was going to be governed. And as some of those men started to come to blows, Ben Franklin was the one (laughs) that actually proposed that they pray before each session Mm -hmm. of the Constitutional Convention. So, Kathy, you know, as we look at our at our building of a great nation or our recipe for a great nation, prayer is a calming Mm -hmm. factor that can unite all different types of people. And our first ingredient is that foundation, Kath. That That's true. I mean, foundation, when you're leading,
3: when you are establishing the foundation for for any nation, how you establish that foundation is so important. And I mean, Carrie, you, you, you just nailed it with Benjamin Franklin um, at that constitutional convention when they were trying to come together and create our U.S. Constitution. Nothing was working. They were <laughs> They were arguing. They had been meeting for almost two weeks to no avail. And, um, and it was Benjamin Franklin who's, who uh, asked for the floor from President George Washington, and, um, and his exact words were this, I have lived, sir, a long time, and the longer I live, the more convincing proof I see of this truth that God governs in the affairs of men. And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice— It is probable that an empire can rise, or is it probable that an empire can even rise without his aid? Hmm. And then um, Franklin, again, who was not a religious man, he was probably one of the least religious delegates at this constitutional convention he moved on to propose that um that they go ahead and and break but then um and and leave and depart one another but then when they came together again that they never ever began a meeting that was not preceded by prayer asking Mm -hmm. for god's direction and and um help and so we see that the foundation of our nation was made in prayer but i think more importantly the foundation of our nation was made by a master builder. And now everyone who has built a house or built anything knows that the master builder is very, very important. And in Psalm 127.1, we learn this. It says, unless the Lord builds Mm -hmm. the house, the builders labor in vain. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there is this question because um, our history books have tried to be rewritten. and, And so I just, I encourage people Go to Washington, D.C. Go to those um, U.S. archives and look at these original letters by the men who founded this nation. There's an incredible letter by John Adams that he wrote way back in 1813, over 200 years ago. Um, And he wrote this in a letter to Thomas Jefferson. He said, Um, John Adams penned this. He said, The general principles on which the Founding Fathers achieved independence were the general principles of Christianity. I will avow that I then believed and now believe that those general principles of Christianity are as eternal Mm -hmm. and immutable as the existence and attributes of God. And so, you know, friends, when we ever wonder... What do we really have? A Christian nation? Was our foundation really laid in Christianity? Yes, the history, it bears it out. The letters that these men wrote one another, the speeches that they made when they met, um, the our constitution itself, "One Nation Under God," um, it all it, it all shows us establishes the fact that our foundation was laid. Um, on that master builder of God and on the principles of Jesus Christ. And um, so the foundation is is that um, recipe for making a, na- a great nation. That is a key ingredient. And the laws within that foundation, they must be moral and just. They must be truthful and reliable. And, um... An incredible thing as well, we have um, a a statement by the United States Supreme Court in 1892, um, so well over 100 years ago. And the statement by the United States Supreme Court, the highest court of the land, stated this. Our laws and our institutions must necessarily be based upon and embody the teachings of the Redeemer of mankind, that is, Jesus Christ. It is impossible that it should be otherwise, and in this sense and to this extent, our civilization and our institutions are emphatically Christian. Mm. Um, and again, friends, you can find all of this in the U.S. archives. So it's just so exciting when we start to see that this key ingredient that is necessary for making a great nation, the foundation, and within that, the the master builder and the laws were all established in Christian principles Mm -hmm. and on the word of God. Um, So it gives us great heart. And and Evelyn, Mm -hmm. what what comes next? After the foundation, what do we move into?
1: Well, it, it, it takes people. You know, Jesus said, upon this rock... I will build my church. And church is made up of people who believe in God, who receive the Lord Jesus, who work for him, who serve him. And, but there's some things these people have to have. Uh, uh, Kathy, we, we just can't say it's, it's, some, it's of the people because even communism says that. Mm-hmm. But we believe that it has to be people of faith. People who have passion for the Lord Jesus, the same kind he had. Um, And people who who are united, uh, who have have a vision for what God wants to do. Every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. And that's what Matthew says in 1235. So the enemy of Easter wants to divide the Christian people. He wants to divide the home. He wants to divide the church. He wants to divide the government. And so what we've got to do is we've got to be united in our vision of what the founding fathers said. And then, of course, you know, my greatest thing, I think, that we need to be is that we have to be rich in love. And love the Lord with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our strength and all of our mind. And love others the same way we love ourselves. Neighbors. And, you know, neighbors are, are not just, you know, for me and you next door. Neighbors are, are countries around the world. And we're in a, a major fix right now with North Korea, who is just every day uh, protesting and proclaiming that they're going to blow up Japan or or Hawaii or someone and these are the kind of people that God wants us to stand against and we have to stand for the Lord Jesus and you know it is exciting to know that when he groups us together uh, and we have a major major leader that wants to make America great that uh, things are changing in America and for me an old lady I think that's good Miss Kathy (laughs) (laughs) and Carrie what about you
2: Well, I I tell you what, you know, when you look at the history of our nation and the foundation, it's it's really interesting to me that our our laws are really inspired by the moral principles of the Ten Commandments, Mm -hmm. and you can't you can't deny that. You can't. There's no way you can look at our history and 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 not see that uh, the 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 truth and the reliability and the moral and the justness of of our laws and how they're based on you know what Moses brought down from the mountain. Um, um, so it's, it's inspiring when you look at that. And, Kathy, I would wholeheartedly agree with you that in this day and age, when there's so much going on that you don't know what to believe anymore, to go back to original text is really, really important. So we've laid a foundation here um, with general principles of our founding fathers. We also have that in order to uh, have a recipe for a great nation, we need people who have a passion for truth and righteousness to be in place. Uh, oh, friends, when we come back, we'll continue with our recipe. We've got to get all the ingredients in so that we will be able to build um, this, uh, this great, great thing um, that we call a great nation. So come back right after these messages.
0: Information you want on the world of culture, the world of entertainment, the world of finances, information you need for your world. Today's Christian Talk 1120, The Bridge. Hi, this is
4: Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jennertown. Say, so listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fast growing fellowships in the Austin area. Daniel Clue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville, and come see us. Day after
6: day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net.
0: Back for more Love Talk with Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinkater, and Kathy Endebrock, the three love ladies, talking today about the making of a great nation a United Nation.
2: Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. We're here at eleven twenty a.m., and you are with the Love Ladies, Miss Evelyn Davison. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader, and we have Kathy Indebrock on the line here on Saturdays at two o'clock. Thank you so much for joining us. Recipe for a Great Nation is our topic today, and we are exploring what that what does that really mean, and and how on earth can just us as people, you know, citizens of the United States. How how can we contribute to that recipe? So we've started, started talking about kind of a foundation um of our of our leadership and of our country. And then we looked at uh, the people that make that up and how it's our job to pray for these people and to really know our heritage, to really know um what our founding fathers went through and i think that that's very very important um so we've we've again we've looked at foundation and after the people we have our third key ingredient for our recipe which is leadership and oh friends as a coach i know the difference that good leaders can make Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are all kinds
3: of different leaders. But, Carrie, we know what Jesus taught over and
2: over again about what makes a good leader. Oh, yes. He taught about servant leadership, Kathy. And in Mark nine, thirty-five, anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. And I know that this trips a lot of people up. This verse is, um, you know, it's, it can trip people up. Well, if you want to be first, you must be last. What, what does that mean? If I want to be first, I want to be first. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do this thing, right? But really... I want a gold medallion. Right? What this is saying is, this is not saying, Miss Evelyn, that you've got to come in last. What it's saying is that you put yourself below others and that you serve.
1: And, and you stand tall. You stand straight so that there's no doubt about who you are and why we are here and what God's called us to do. And, and people are looking at us, uh, Carrie. They, they are just looking for an example. That's where the people comes in, is people look at people to see what God has to do or what God has to say. And so when we look at it from, you know, that point of view, um, you know, it, this scripture, if you want to be first... You've got to be last. Well, people think, don't understand that.
2: Well, and I think that people are looking, Ms. Evelyn, not only for good examples of servant leadership, but i tell you what, yeah. there's some people out there that will pick you apart as well. And like you said, we're, we're on display, whether we want to be or not. And so what, what we do to serve others matters. It, it really, really does. You know, I um, started in my household this thing a couple of weeks ago where my children were arguing a little bit mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> having a little trouble serving one another. And so I said, okay, okay, for a solid week, um, you guys are going to get up and make breakfast, period. And um, so I said, who wants to go first? Who wants to take the first week? Well, of course, my son. And uh, he said, oh, I will. I'll take the first week. And he did a really good job. You know, he got up, he made breakfast for his sister, and um he, he did a good job. And then the second week, my girl got up, and she, she made breakfast a little bit more begrudgingly, but she did it. Um But the thing that they kind of missed out on was they would put the breakfast on the table, and then they wouldn't sit down and eat with their sibling. Like, not on purpose. They weren't doing it to be ugly. They just they got up, and then they put the breakfast on the table, and then they went to get ready, right? And so I said, oh, my gosh, you guys kind of missed the whole point, <laughs> right? You kind of missed the whole point. You, it's you, communion. Right, right. And so, you know, I think the little things that we do, you know, on the teams that I've coached um, over the years, the successful teams had great leaders, Miss Evelyn. They had leaders that treated people fairly, but they led by example. A great leader can't be somebody who slacks off. A great leader can't be somebody who doesn't work hard and who doesn't set an example. A great leader is that person that's willing to go the extra mile, you know, um, and do the things that nobody else wants to do. Right. You know, and I would say it just it
3: strikes me while you're talking about this and and hearing your insights, you know, the opposite of a great leader of a a biblically based model for a great leader that we are now starting to see come up and having struggles with across the United States in our school system. The opposite of what the Bible teaches as a great leader is a bully. Uh Right. So you have a servant leader and you have a bully, a bully could care less about those under him. A bully is going is to shove his way to the top by shoving other people down. And so we need to, you know, in addressing this, we, you know, we're addressing a lot of bullying within the schools. It's causing great, great problems. Again, if we would return to a biblical example of leadership and teach biblical character, uh, you know, I think that's what we need to address this problem within our schools.
2: Kathy, it's, you know, you're, you're exactly right. The difference between a bully and a servant leader is stark, and it couldn't be more black and white. And, um, you know, people will follow a bully only so long until they realize, what is going on here? I'm getting stopped on all the time instead of served. And it's really hard to find good, godly servant leaders, mm-hmm. um, you know anybody can be taught miss Evelyn how to be a leader for some people it comes naturally mm-hmm. you know for some people it's very very natural to just go out there and do the little things you know after church pick up the bulletins in the pews or pick up the cups that are left over and just throw them away you know you just do it quietly that's a servant leader. Mm-hmm. Um, for some people that doesn't come naturally and that's okay but we can we can mentor and guide and bring up our next generation of servant leaders. And that's our job, Miss Evelyn, mm-hmm. is, to, is to show our children what that really means. And I tell you what, again, from the message, I, I, this, this, these verses are so incredible and just really pointing the way for how to be a great servant leader. In Mark 10, 42 through 45, it says, Jesus called them, and he was talking about the 12 disciples, and he said, You've observed how godless rulers just throw their weight around. Bullies, right, Kathy? And when people get a little power, how quickly it goes to their heads. It's not going to be that way with you. However, whoever wants to be great must become a servant. Mm -hmm. Whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. That is what the Son of Man has done. He came to serve, not to be served, and then to give away his life in exchange for many who are held hostage. We see it so many times today, friends, where people who are in in positions of leadership and power, they really let that power go to their head, and they crater. They crater. They, um, you know, their true character comes out. When given a little power, your true character comes out. And will that be the true character of servant leadership, or will it be a person who has bullied his way to the top and thinks that they can uh, stomp on anybody that they view as being below them? So, our, you know, our third leadership here, friends, was, is leadership, godly servants, managing people with honesty, with integrity, and through the scriptures. Whew. All right. So, Kathy, we've got the foundation. We've got the people. We've got leadership. And we're on to our fourth ingredient.
3: Okay, so we're going to be moving to our fourth ingredient pretty quickly here because we want to finish it by our, 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 our third segment. So this fourth ingredient, it's so critical because it's an area um, within a great nation where things can go south pretty quickly if, if left in check. And that is the Marketplace. And two critical activities take place in the marketplace that can shape culture and and really influence the spiritual health of a nation profoundly. And these two things are... What is sold and spoken, and what is seen and spoken. Um, so again, you you hear this kind of spoken word twice. But but let's say I just want to lay this out for you. So what is sold? That's that's the economy, right? That that's our, our the healthy economy. And um, what is bought and what is what is sold. And so what we're seeing is, you know, in, in the Bible we can see all of the merchants and everything the merchants were doing and and um, trading these goods because we know if it's sold, it's being bought and there are certain things that should never ever ever be sold and you know our um our country uh had a a, a battle over this um and uh nearly divided it but the god, god held us together we maintained a united uh, nation and that is people people should never be sold Um, Other things that should never be sold, um, and we we see this now. We have a lot of sex trafficking on the rise, Mm -hmm. and I know truckers out there. I have a good friend whose husband's a trucker, and they are helping with this. They are helping to identify um, these sex traffickers, and um, our brave officers are starting to shut this down. Also, what is sold on the rise? Pornography. Pornography pornography should not be sold. Christ said, I tell you the truth, anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. He says that in Matthew uh, chapter 5:25, guys I, and 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 ladies out there, do not expose yourself to this. And and it's getting our kids and um You know, it is wrapping the tentacles around the heart of our youth and getting those sharp um, daggers in even uh, the hearts of some of our our pastors. And and people are struggling with this. Pornography should never be sold. Um, And then drug trafficking. We are, you know, seeing some horrible, horrible drugs out there on the market where if you do them one time, you can die from them. My brother, uh, he works for Youth and Family Services in New Mexico, and he says, Kathy, I can't even tell you the destruction mm. Mm. that these drugs, that these new drugs are causing. Um, so there are some things that we should not allow to be sold within our country, within our nation, that are currently being sold and I I think we need to take every um, effort and energy to shut those things down Um, and then what is seen and spoken well that's our our media right I mean uh, the movies the magazines the tv you know we're even getting to the point now where children's movies and shows um, are are presenting the um, immorality on purpose and and people are now being encouraged to have their own versions of right and wrong. And so, I, you know, I think a the recipe for a great nation is this marketplace and what happens in the marketplace, what is sold, what is seen and spoken. And that's something that I believe our nation really needs to be paying some more attention to um, to get, you know, to get on the right track.
1: Well, you know, Kathy, this is um, it, where we are in America right now. Um, with the media is such that no one trusts them anymore, Mm -hmm. Uh, just lost all liability in the area of truth. And uh, there are exceptions to that, but I'm talking about some of the major uh, chains that we listen to. And there's been a major one just recently with, uh, with a guy that's been, you know, on Fox News for... 25 years and these things come out because that's what they feed their heart with that's what that's what comes in and begins to take over but you know we we need a maintenance plan for all this and so carrie let's just take our break we come back we want to tell what can we do what is it we forget that every family every house every nation must have a maintenance plan and we want to find out what that is right after this
0: You know, the world has changed, and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality, and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736. Or visit the website, TexasSEO.com, or simply Google Christian SEO Company, and you'll find them in the first position. One more segment of Love Talk right now with the three love ladies, Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinkater, and Kathy Endebrock.
2: Hello, friends. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You're here with Love Talk and the Love Ladies. Oh, my goodness, friends. We we are here in our last segment for today, and we have just been talking about recipe for a great nation. How can we as citizens of this phenomenal nation where we are so blessed, how can we... Um, move forward what what is the recipe for a great nation and today we 've talked about our foundation. get back to looking at what the founding fathers really said those original documents that our our nation was built on prayer and Christianity. It it was, and you cannot deny that when you look at the founding at the founding documents. Whether you agree with it or not, that's not the point. It's that that is how our nation was built. Our second key ingredient for today, oh goodness, is talking about our people. That people make up a great nation, and that's you and I and our leaders, and that we are called to live on those principles um, that our nation was founded on, and then our leadership. And that's where our prayer really comes in. And that's where our job comes in, too, to grow up our next generation of godly servant leaders. And then Kathy just took us through a wonderful ingredient, um, the marketplace, and how we have to be careful um, about what we are feeding our minds with. It's a free country. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things out there that um, fall under, uh, being under a great nation that's free that that you may not necessarily agree with. And it's our job to not fill our heads with those things and to step out in faith to try to combat some of these things that we see that are so detrimental to growing up our next generation of leaders. And, you know, Ms. Evelyn, um, every good household needs a good maintenance plan. And I think as we're here, you know, embarking upon spring, that we have to start thinking about that. Every family, every house, every nation mm-hmm. needs a good maintenance plan. What's that all about, Miss Evelyn?
1: Well, maintenance is fixing things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they just kind of wear out or get old or get, you know, dusty or something. Mm-hmm. We have to maintain a positive attitude toward the lordship of Christ. Mm-hmm. And that has to come through praise. We stand in that in that courtyard of praise, as the scriptures say. We enter it. We have to go there. We just can't you know, let it be uh, something on the shelf. We have to praise the Lord that He is a mighty God and the Lord Jesus has a plan for our life. Mm-hmm. And Jeremiah twenty nine eleven 11 tells us that. I, God says, I know the plans I have for you. He's saying that to America today. I know the plans I have for you, they are for good and not evil. You live in an evil world, but my plan is goodness, that you may have a future and you may have hope. And, you know, for a couple of months now, we've talked about um, the thrill of hope. The thrill of hope is the Lord Jesus. He is our rope of hope. But there's some things that are necessary for us to maintain that. One of them is education. We have got to develop in people a heart for serving. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. We've got to develop a servant attitude. And and secondly, we've got to have spiritual nourishment. You know, we our churches do a wonderful job. Our, many of our pastors do. But, you know, uh, if we don't turn to the Lord for the strength to live in times like these, uh, we're useless. We're not a tool. We're not a love servant. We're not serving others. And, and then a godly plan is... Because God does say, I know already, I know what the plan is. He knows what America's plan is. And so it said, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in time of trouble. From Psalm 41, six, 46, one. So prayer is the door to the throne of God, to the throne of Jesus. Father sits on the throne and Jesus sits beside him. And they minister angels back and forth, but even more than that, they pour out the presence and the Holy Spirit of God of Jesus upon upon a nation, upon a people. And so, then if prayer is the door, praise is the key to that door. We're not gonna get there if we don't praise God for who He is and what He's doing, and trust Him. And so that's why spiritual nourishment every day. We should be in God's Word. Every day we ought to be teaching others and teaching our families how important it is to serve the Lord Jesus. And that is a maintenance plan. We maintain the joy and the thrill of our life by those three things.
2: Well, and I think, Miss Evelyn, that sometimes we get it wrong. You know, sometimes we think that this maintenance plan is to kind of... Sit around and be a little bit higher and mightier, mm-hmm. you know. And I and, and, and we get that wrong. That's that's not, folks. That is not the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. The Christian faith, like you said, Miss Evelyn, is to be spirit is to have spiritual nourishment. And when we see our brothers and sisters hurting, it is not, it is not our job, to heap on coals on that hurt. It is our job to love people, period, wherever they are. So many people are searching, and I don't want us to get this wrong. I don't want us to be the ones that turn people away from mm-hmm. Jesus, Miss Evelyn. I want to be the ones that turn people to Jesus, mm-hmm. that, that they see that, you know, we're loving on people, regardless of what you look like, regardless of where you've been, regardless of, of what direction your life may be heading in today. Our job is to bring those people in and say, you know what? Come on. Come to, got to be an about. apple pie.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. And, you know, the, the sweetest ingredients come from what it is the Lord gives us. Oh. You're making a pie. You're making a life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, the scriptures say that we've got to be a tree, a strong tree that bears the fruit of life so that we have something to give away, we have something to serve others with. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, I think if we look at all of this, what is the key ingredient for a for a, a great nation, for a great family, for a great state? For it is humility. Mm. It's to humble ourselves before the Lord mm-hmm. and seek Him and seek His plan. What about you, Kathy? What do you think is the greatest?
3: You know, I love how our founding fathers they opened up uh, this document. We, the people, and I think that you know. While we see God really uh, um, setting apart a nation for Himself in the Old Testament, when with the New Covenant of Jesus Christ, He is about the people, and um, with the United States, I think that key ingredient is that we, the people, we remember who who our God is, and that He has uniquely. Um, equipped us as being within this nation to reach out and impact uh, we, the people of other nations that, um, you know, ultimately for the glory of his kingdom, because that that's what it what's about. We, the people have to remember that we're part of a kingdom before we are part of a nation.
1: And, and for me, that is the key ingredient. Yeah. It is kingdom. Kingdom is the Lord's king of on the throne, and we go to Him, we, you know, we, we must come to realize that without Him, there is not a kingdom of love and mm-hmm. mercy and goodness and kindness and humility. So, Carrie, what is it that we need today then to be a person that God can use in a time when people are looking for greatness?
2: I tell you, Miss Evelyn, I think people are looking for hope right now, and you've said it so many times—the rope of hope. And friends, we're here to tell you that that rope of hope is is long, and it's waiting for you. It's waiting for you to jump right on to that rope. And I tell you what—whatever is going on in your life, the Lord says, "I've got a lot of forgiveness to go around." And some we sometimes we just don't feel worthy. Um, but hope is, is is God's plan for our lives. There's so much negativity these days that we have a hard time figuring out where that hope lies. The master builder has plans for your life. Like you said, Ms. Evelyn, Jeremiah 29, 11, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. You know, I've been, um, my heart has broken over the last couple of weeks that we've seen people do horrible Horrible things because they have no hope. And friends, we're here to tell you that Jesus Christ is that rope of hope. In this one life we have, we have a choice. And the God of love has come and wants to give us and give you the miracle of new life, of eternal life, of starting new Oh, man, isn't it so great when we can see the flowers that are coming up and start new and start fresh this spring? And, you know, you wash those windows after a kind of a dirty winter and you see the hope that Jesus has put in front of you and to do this. Friends, all you need to do is admit. Admit to God that you're a sinner. And you can find these verses in Romans. Romans is a great book to read. If you really don't know anything about God, anything about Jesus, um, turn to the book of Romans. And it won't take you long to read, um, but it will show you the way. Admit to God that you're a sinner. The second one is to believe. Believe that Jesus is God's son and just accept that free gift. Isn't it great when you receive a gift from someone It's free? There's no strings attached when it comes to Jesus. He's not, he's not saying, well, you have to do this or you have to do this. He's saying, come to me, and I'm going to show you the way. And I'm going to change your heart from the mm-hmm. inside out. And you're going to see what that means, and the last one is to confess, confess your faith in Jesus Christ. and friends, if you don't know how to do this, we would love to help you. Call us on the love line five one two, two, four nine, six five three five. If you don't have a Bible, call us on the love line five one two, two, four nine, six five, three, five, and we'd be happy to give you one. Miss Evelyn has a great New Testament that she'd love to send you it's um It's really just in plain, simple English that anyone can understand, and I'm so grateful for that translation. Look us up on lovetalknetwork.com. Oh, Miss Evelyn, we have such a great week coming up. May the 4th, friends, is National Day of Prayer. And we hope that you'll seek out in your community um, where others are getting together to pray for National Day of Prayer. We've got the wonderful event going on at Camp Mabry on Wednesday. And so find what's going on in your community so that you can be a part of that. The Governor's Prayer Breakfast as well is coming up. So look this week. Seek out an opportunity to bless those around you, friends. Seek out an opportunity to bring someone to the National Day of Prayer gatherings. And know that. That it will bless your socks off uh, we thank our sponsors so much today and Kathy you are wonderful we will be together again next month as the love ladies so we'll hope that you will join us then it'll be May oh my goodness so we hope that you will join us then Miss Evelyn as always I love you
1: Love you too. And we love you, Miss Kathy. And we thank you. I love you. you, girls. Yeah, we thank you for joining us today for Love Talk. And I pray that as you think about these things today that we've talked about, your life is like a pie. The Lord Jesus has put you here to be, adept, to be really tasty and beautiful and enjoyable. And we just pray that you'll come to realize that as you learn better how to love talk and love walk with Him. Thank you.